days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is going to be a fun conversation because we're going to be talking about matchups the 49ers need to try to exploit against the Dallas Cowboys. And this is offensive exploitation of the Cowboys defense, which isn't going to be easy. Dallas Cowboys defense is very talented. Uh, Lots of very good players on their roster. And finding matchups that really help the offense is going to be difficult. The same thing happens for the Cowboys on the other side of the ball. Uh, When Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense is out there against the 49ers defense, there's just not a lot of ways to be able to uh, create offense, and it's going to be difficult and tough sledding. Of course, there's going to be key matchups I'm going to be talking about in my game preview show, but I wanted to talk about some of the matchups the 49ers could exploit. So going over and watching some of the film, I've watched the Dallas Cowboys now in two all 22 films, their game where they lost against Arizona and what Arizona was able to do there, mainly taking advantage of the run defense of the Dallas Cowboys, but then also going back and seeing how Dallas has adjusted since being, uh, you know, without Trayvon Diggs and what that meant for the secondary, how they've adjusted their personnel and their play call, depending on what teams are doing to them. I watched the Patriots all 22 as well. Dallas is very talented in a, in, a, in a variety of ways, right? Their defensive line is definitely the moving force. Uh, they have solid linebacker play with Clark and Van Der Esch. They have good secondary play, good safeties as well. So they're a talented group. But the loss of Trayvon Diggs does play pretty significant in how they play defense. Last year, they lost the corner opposite of Trayvon Diggs, and Deron Bland had to do the same thing, go from playing slot receiver our slot corner to playing outside. Same thing happens this year, except it's Diggs that goes down. It's unfortunate for them. Last year, they lost Anthony Brown. This year's Trayvon Diggs. Funny thing is, Anthony Brown, he's a San Francisco 49er right now. He signed just last week. He has not played any significant role, hasn't even dressed for a football game yet. But it's just interesting that these two teams have similar uh, personnel and what they want from it. So, let me talk to you today about Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering. Info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where I want to start is exactly where I was somewhat alluding to. Deron Bland moving outside. And let me give credit to Deron Bland. He's been playing really well. He played well last year. He's a good cornerback. 
What it does, though, is it creates a little bit of an avenue of attack for a 49ers offense because now you have Jordan Lewis coming in to play the nickel. And, of course, last year in the playoffs, we saw a lot of Israel Mukwamu who came in, and he's got a lot of length, and he's an interesting player as well. Some think he's a safety, some think he's a corner, uh, but you've got Jordan Lewis coming in. And so what you get is matchup situations where the 49ers can take advantage. Because Brandon Ayuk is one of the best route runners in the league now. He creates separation at such a high level. Over two yards of separation, in, in fact. The only one close to him in that, Justin Jefferson. So imagine that. You've got a guy like Brandon Ayuk that's creating such separation against really good cornerbacks. We've seen him turn Trayvon Diggs inside out in the playoffs. So now he's going to be going against a younger guy. Now, Brandon Ayuk primarily plays on the outside, and the Cowboys could elect to make Stephon Gilmore travel with him. But with that comes some risks as well. If you put Stephon Gilmore one-on-one with Brandon Ayuk throughout the game, which could slow down or even neutralize Brandon Ayuk, I think it would just slow him down because we've seen Ayuk go after Patrick Peterson and handle him just recently in week one. What you do is you give Kyle Shanahan an idea of what you're doing from play to play. So now, Stephon Gilmore, you can take him completely out of every single play because you know where he's going to line up. So then it creates other opportunities for your wide receivers. That's when Debo Samuel, you get a matchup that you like. Maybe he gets matched up on Jordan Lewis. Or Juwan Jennings blocking, if Jennings is able to play in this game. He's day-to-day as of recording. So there are definitely some avenues to attack. But one of the reasons I think this is a matchup to exploit for the 49ers is just the way Ayuk is playing this year. Not only is he being able to get vertical and create plays down the field, his routes and his chemistry with Brock Purdy have been on a next level. Back shoulder fades, uh, you know, plays down the field, uh, sensational catches. He's been doing it all. Also, the Cowboys like to run single high safety. When they go into those single high safeties, that allows them to put one of their really good safeties inside the box. Donovan Wilson, Jerron Curse will come up into the box. They'll keep one guy deep. It's a great philosophy. They need that help to stop the run. We've seen what Arizona did when they got the run going. But what happens is, what happened to Arizona? They were normally a two-high safety team. Then they played the 49ers, and they know how good the 49ers run game is, and they brought a safety in the box as well, sometimes just as the snap was happening. What happened was Brock Purdy and, and Brandon Ayuk took advantage on three vertical passes down the field, taking advantage of that safety in the open field. Brandon Ayuk has great route running, is able to uh, create separations with great it, uh, great ability to get in and out of his breaks. So the question is, can Dallas run a one-deep safety look and potentially get Brandon Ayuk matched up one-on-one with one of those safeties in the deep third? It's not the easiest thing to do, but you've got Kyle Shanahan doing it. and He seems to find those matchups regularly this season. His usage of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, to get other people's attention, to create openings for George Kittle, to create openings for Brandon Ayuk. And really, Ayuk is the one that has seen the most success from what Kyle has been able to do on offense. So I think this is a matchup that the 49ers can exploit on offense. They can take advantage of Brandon Ayuk, whether he's playing on the outside against Deron Bland, or he's playing inside against Jordan Lewis, or... Dallas Cowboys go with Stephon Gilmore. I think Brandon Ayuk would still get some catches on Gilmore. 
I don't know if he would have as significant uh, success as he would going against Bland, going against Lewis, but he would have some success. With that, Kyle Shanahan would then know he could put Stephon Gilmore wherever he wanted on the field. And that always has an advantage, as, as you know. If you know where someone's going to be, you can take advantage of them, either by going away or going right at them. So that's something to remember as well. So this is one of the matchups I think the 49ers can take advantage of. Ayuk, just, he's ridiculous right now. He's just special, and I think he's con- going to continue to prove it in this game against the Dallas Cowboys. If you're liking the video, uh, if, if you like what I'm saying so far, subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please give it a five-star rating. I really appreciate it so much. So let's talk about some other ba- other battles and, and matchups I believe the 49ers can take advantage of. So last year, George Kittle had a really good game in the playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys. He had five catches for 90-plus yards. It played really good, including that one spectacular juggling catch just in front of Trayvon Diggs as Diggs comes through and he's able to pull it in. It was a great performance by George Kittle. And George Kittle has somewhat not been used this year to the level that people were expecting. Last year, when Brock Purdy took over, it was George Kittle, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Those two were just hooking up, and they were making a lot of plays together. Well, now George Kittle has been dealing with a little bit of a nagging injury with that adductor uh, that he was dealing with coming out of training camp. And I don't think he's really looked 100%. Though he's been going out there and providing great blocking, he's been making fourth down catches uh, pretty consistently. He's been the go-to target on fourth down for Kyle Shanahan. We haven't seen him have a big explosive game. But here's one of those opportunities to do so. I told you about his success last year in the playoffs. Well, now you've got Donovan Wilson and J. Ron Curse that are going to be playing him. And a lot of times they're coming right up on the tight ends in the box. Uh, they're getting right in their face. They talked about the single high. In that sort of situation, that's advantage George Kittle. He's a really good route runner. He's really physical at the, the top of his stem. He can create separation using both his body and good route running. And Brock Purdy trusts him to get open. But part of the reason I think George Kittle could have significant advantage in this game against the safeties is because the safeties are also going to have to pay attention to other players. They have to pay attention to Christian McCaffrey and where he's motioning, Debo Samuel and where he's going. And those types of things put strain because pre-snap reads and pre-snap movement is significant in this game. Every time one of the players from the 49ers moves, there's a subsequent move from a defensive player or multiple defensive players. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best at moving defenders before the snap even happens to get easy reads and easy throwing lanes for Brock Purdy. If you go over to Patreon and you watch my All-22 breakdown, I break this down significantly every single game, the moves that Kyle Shanahan makes pre-step to make everything easier for his receivers, for his quarterback, for his offensive line, defined reads are already established. And now it's not every single play, of course, you can't maneuver every single defense, every single play. But for the most part, he does. And George Kittle could be able to take advantage of it in this game because I like his matchup against those two safeties. I think they're good. I think they're solid. I just don't like them matched up against Kittle. I think Kittle has an advantage. And I think yards after the catch could be big in this game. Watching the Patriots game, I've seen the Patriots tight ends be able to somewhat get open in zone coverages against the Dallas Cowboys. 
So we know Dallas is one of the best in the secondary in the league. They give up 148 yards uh, receiving per game. That's very good. But the 49ers are a different animal. You have so many weapons that you have to consider. You know, do we go with Debo Samuel? Do we pay attention to Christian McCaffrey? Do we make sure Stephon Gilmore's locked up on Brandon Ayuk? Do we bracket cover Brandon Ayuk because of how explosive he is? All those things lead to being in bad situations. And here's why it's bad situations in the passing game. Because if we get the 49ers in their 21 personnel, their two running backs, their one tight end, what happens a lot of times is the defense stays in their base set. And when they do, they have advantages in the passing game because you still have to account for Kyle Juszczyk, who can beat uh, you know, both linebackers, Clark and Van Der Esch, in the open field. He beat Kaiser White last week. So he has the ability to do that. So you're forced with not only stopping the run, but then get bad matchups against the passing game. Then when Kyle Shanahan decides that he's going to go 11 personnel and put three wide receivers on the field, here comes Jordan Lewis, the nickel corner. And now you have an advantage in the run game because you can take advantage of the nickel corner and being able to stop him from getting where he wants to go, especially when you have Willie Sneed or Chris Conley or Jawan Jennings or Ray Ray McLeod, who are all excellent blockers and can help you create lanes. So the 49ers can use some of the defensive line's aggressiveness, let them upfield, and then take advantage of those nickel sets. So Kyle Shanahan can scheme things up for George Kittle. When you get into those three wide receiver sets, a lot of times George Kittle gets favorable matchups either against safeties or, heaven forbid for the Cowboys, one of those linebackers. Some teams, linebackers can cover tight ends, not this team. George Kittle's too good. And I think George Kittle's really going to be successful in the red zone as well. Dallas likes to run man coverage in the red zone, and I think that's an opportunity for George Kittle to win. So, I think we see Brandon Ayuk's advantages against the nickel corner and potentially Deron Bland, depending on what they do with Stephon Gilmore, and George Kittle's advantages against those safeties, uh, but also in blocking. You want to bring one of those guys up? Man him up on George Kittle in blocking? Please do. You want to bring one of those safeties up and man them up against Charlie Warner in blocking? Please do. Charlie Warner's been significant in the blocking for the 49ers. Those are good advantages. If you're the Cowboys, what you want to do is you want to play your linebackers on those tight ends. Van Der Esch, Clark, those are better matchups for the Cowboys, but we'll see what they do. We'll see if they can get that done because they also have to pay a tremendous amount of attention. Maybe they do it in verse. Maybe they put Van Der Esch and Clark on Kittle and they play their safeties on Christian McCaffrey. I ain't seen a linebacker yet that can cover McCaffrey. And that's where I'm going. I'm going next. McCaffrey versus Clark and Van Der Esch. And I think Clark and Van Der Esch are pretty solid. Van Der Esch is very good against the run. Uh, just watching him on field, on the field and on film, he has a really good feel for where he's supposed to be. He's very quick and decisive with his reads. He gets vertical and gets downhill quickly uh, to stop the run. So he's good in that area. When I was watching Clark, I see a very athletic, you know, big physical linebacker. I think he's a solid player. I just don't see a matchup that works out well for them against McCaffrey. With all the focus that you're going to have to pay on McCaffrey in the run game, what are you going to do when either he motions out and plays in the slot position, which he does, or motions out outside of the outside X receiver? Because when he gets out there, you have a decision to make as a defense. 
you can either go ahead and cover them with a corner, which some teams do, especially when they're running zone, or they'll put a linebacker out there. And a linebacker out in space against Christian McCaffrey is advantage McCaffrey. And a lot of teams believe that they can cover McCaffrey with one of those linebackers. The Steelers thought so. Didn't work. The Rams thought so. It didn't work. The Giants thought so. Mm-mm. Cardinals. Nope. It doesn't work. You can't cover Christian McCaffrey with the linebacker. I seen Fred Warner in training camp every single day try to cover Christian McCaffrey. Can't do it. Fred's one of the best cover, cover uh, linebackers in the entire league. Just can't do it. McCaffrey is too good running routes in the open field. He can beat nickel corners. He's that successful. So the Cowboys have to figure out how they want to handle McCaffrey. Do they want to send a linebacker out there? If they do, that's a good situation for the 49ers. Quick little rub, arrow route. Arrow's a tight little uh, slant pattern to Christian McCaffrey. That's a one step and go. Those are the types of plays in the open field you got to worry about. So that is one thing that they have to figure out, how they want to handle the Christian McCaffrey effect. Because if the 49ers get a run game going, and I'm going to get really deep into the run game in my game preview show, if the 49ers can get a run game going, those, safe, those linebackers not only have to worry about stopping McCaffrey in the run, but just because he doesn't get it and ends up being a play action doesn't mean he's not going to end up getting it in the pass. A lot of times in the game, Brock Purdy would fake the McCaffrey, and the McCaffrey would end up with the football again. The amount of stress that the 49ers can do with McCaffrey. And because McCaffrey just went off for four touchdowns, could have easily been five, how much attention are you going to pay to him? Because the 49ers love sending Christian McCaffrey to the right and Debo Samuel to the left. They might motion Debo around and to the left pre-snap and then send McCaffrey the other way. And what do you do? It splits the defense right down the middle. I've seen it so many times. We talked about George Kittle a second ago. What do you think happens when you split the defense and half goes with Debo Samuel and half goes with Christian McCaffrey? It means George Kittle's got a favorable matchup over the middle of the field. And we've seen it against Seattle last year. Fake to the left, fake to the right, boom, right to George Kittle up the middle. So that's the significance of the 49ers' weapons and the strain that they put on a defense. Now, of course, it all has to be negated or can be negated by the Dallas Cowboys pass rush. But if you've got guys who have to worry about running in space, then you can somewhat slow them down. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about taking advantage of using your screens, getting the ball out to Debo, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Ray Ray McLeod quickly. Get them the ball and then let them create an open space. So bubbles, bubble screens, tunnel screens, uh, anything like that are significant. Make Micah Parsons, who's fantastic, don't get me wrong, tremendous athlete, make him run things down because then that will help uh, provide an opportunity for them to be hesitating when they're pass rushing, when they're in their pass rush. If they don't hesitate, then you can take advantage of them in screens. You want to fly upfield, that's cool. Sidearm throw by Brock Purdy. Now you're having to run an extra three yards, and McCaffrey's now 12, 14 yards downfield, or Debo's breaking for a touchdown. And we've seen those plays be significant against the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Debo Samuel took one for a touchdown that way. So there are abilities that the 49ers can use uh, to take advantage on the edge. Put the pressure on the Dallas Cowboys defense outside. It also negates the pass rush. And the 49ers know all about negating the pass rush because teams do it to them every single time. So that's one significant way the 49ers can take advantage is using McCaffrey, not just 
in the, you know, running Texas routes or whip routes, but also in how he lines up, how he goes in motion. Those are going to be significant to see how the Cowboys play and then what Kyle Shanahan can do off of that. I also want to talk about Brock Purdy checks. So watching the, the film, you know, he was so good against Arizona and going into the game. That was one of, that was the key matchup for me in my game preview show was Brock Purdy's willingness when he saw two high safeties to turn around and hand off the football to McCaffrey. So he comes out of the huddle. He has two plays. He has a run and a pass, and he can either you know run the play as it is, or he can can to the second play. We've seen him do this a bunch in this game. He took advantage of canning plays, and they were always successful. He did not miss. But when he got two safety looks, he ran the ball. When he got one safety look, he was willing to pass. Or Yeah, so that's the thing. you got to be willing to pass, take advantage of that safety coming in the box. So Brock Purdy's got a similar thing this week. Mac Jones took advantage a couple times, and Mac didn't look great in that game, and Dallas Cowboys did a good job of, of holding the New England Patriots to three points. But early in that game, New England was moving the ball, and one of the things Mac was doing was taking advantage of when he saw two high safety looks in early downs against Dallas of running the football. And they had some success. Ezekiel Elliott was getting positive yards, and they were looking uh, pretty good, taking advantage of throwing to the, the tight ends and that sort of thing when they got single high looks. So Brock Purdy's got to operate this offense like he always does, very efficient and very effective. And he, if he does that, I think the 49ers have some matchups they like. We talked about you know three of those matchups already with playmakers, but Brock Purdy is the linchpin here, making sure that he gets the 49ers in the right play at the right time. Dallas is going to throw a bunch of different things at him. Micah Parsons is going to rush from all over the field. Linebackers are going to show blitz. Safeties are going to come in the box. Stephon Gilmore is going to be on Ayuk sometimes or all the time. There's going to be a lot of movement. The good news for Brock Purdy, he's seen a lot of different things, whether it was a premier pass rusher in TJ Watt in week one or it was a, a week four or week three, Martindale all out blitz on him 85% of the time. Or last week, no blitz, 17% of the time. I think it's just one of those things where Brock Purdy has seen a lot. And now he's going to see a defense. They are the, the cream of the crop in the league. One of the best. The 49ers are one of the cream of the crop on offense. And I think that's what they got to remember going into this game. They could take advantage of some of these matchups. So Brock, being able to get the 49ers into the right sets, into the right plays is going to be highly significant in this game. And I have full confidence in him. The same way Kyle Shanahan has full confidence in him with proof of him going forward on fourth down uh, in fourth and four type situations. They never would have done that before. But with Brock Purdy at the helm, Kyle just feels that Brock's going to make the right decision. And so far, he hasn't missed out. Also, the efficiency level the 49ers have played at is so good. Last week, they were three of five on third down. They only had five third downs in the entire game. They also scored five touchdowns in that game. No red zone problems, nothing but touchdowns, nothing but Jake Moody extra points. That's how you win big games. So that's going to be important in this matchup. My last one, matchups to exploit versus the Cowboys, is going to be Kyle Shanahan's usage of personnel, shifts, and motions. And why do I say that? Because last week, he purposely kept Arizona in 4-3 sets, or 3-4, their base, 3-4. What he did was he stayed in 21 personnel, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, and the one tight end. 
he operated at such a high level of getting the right guys in at the right time for the right matchups. And he took advantage of all those matchups. And that's why you see a player like Christian McCaffrey go for four touchdowns or Brock Purdy only incomplete with one incompletion. He was spectacular. Now, the players have to go execute. That's not on Kyle Shanahan. That's on those players. And they executed at the highest of levels. 95% completion percentage for Brock Purdy. It's crazy, right? Christian McCaffrey leading the league in rushing. These guys are spectacular. So what Kyle does is his whole job is just to get these players in the best place to use their skills and be successful. What he does now is he knows this team better than anyone else. He knows this team inside and out. He knows their strengths. He knows their weaknesses, everything. And then what he does is he wants to get their strengths on a weakness of the opposing team. That's why every week I talk about these matchups to exploit. Because when you're evaluating another team, you want to find the matchups that you think are good and can go in your favor. And then you want to take advantage of those. What you're trying to do is not get in situations that hurt your football team. What are some of those situations? Third and long. That's why I talk about the 49ers staying on schedule. Uh, what on schedule means is making sure when you get to third down, it's third and four or less. You want to make sure on first and second down, you get at least six yards. If you're on schedule, you have a really good chance that you're going to convert on third. What the 49ers did against the Cardinals was not just stay on schedule, but stay ahead of schedule. They didn't even go on third down. It was the efficiency of Brock Purdy, the execution of the offense, and the great play calling of Kyle Shanahan putting them in the proper situations. Now they face their toughest test. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. This is the toughest test the 49ers have faced the entire year. They've got a really good defense on the other side. They're good in the secondary. They've got great pass rushers, good defensive line play. They're fast. But what do you do to beat them? You find the matchups that work for you, and you get your run game going. And I can't wait to get into the full run game breakdown when I get to the game preview show. That's going to come out on Friday. You're not going to want to miss that. So this is going to be a fun week because uh, both of these teams are juggernauts. 49ers offense, absolute juggernaut. 31.3 points a game. Dallas's defense, best scoring defense in the entire league. They give up 10.3. That's a 20-point difference, 21-point difference, three-touchdown difference what the 49ers do and what Dallas allows on defense. It's crazy. If you want all the numbers, go watch my tell-of-the-tape video that came out yesterday. I go through every number, breaking down both teams' offenses, both teams' defenses, you know how they operate, giveaways, takeaways, third-down efficiency. It's all in that episode. You need to check that out. But these are the matchups the 49ers need to take advantage of in this game. Brandon Ayuk versus Deron Bland and Jordan Lewis. Brandon Ayuk is one of the premier wide receivers in this league, and he's going to prove it, but he has to do it against the best teams. You want, to, you want to take the world by storm? You want to get on everyone's radar? Do it against the Dallas Cowboys. Brightest light, Sunday night football. George Kittle versus Donovan Wilson and Jerron Curse. I just think that's a matchup that he can take advantage of. Last year, five for 90-plus yards in the playoffs. I think George Kittle could be successful with the amount of attention that you're going to give Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. And if you don't give them attention, they're going to be the ones that go off. You really want to get Debo matched up with Jordan Lewis or against one of those safeties? I don't think so. McCaffrey versus Clark and Van Der Esch in space. I think that's advantage for Christian McCaffrey. So if you can keep them in base sets, if Kyle Shanahan can consistently run 21 personnel 
and get Van Der Esch and Clark matched up with McCaffrey in space or Kyle Juszczyk in space, advantage 49ers. Brock Purdy checking and making sure he cans plays when he needs to. Two deep safety look on early downs, run the football. One deep safety look, be willing to take advantage of it and go down the field with good throws to Ayuk, Kittle, or Debo Samuel. And then Kyle Shanahan being able to manipulate with personnel, shifts, motions, uh, all of it together is what you have to do. And it's going to take a cohesive effort from the entire 49ers offense to be able to execute enough to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Do I think they have enough weapons and enough talent to beat the Cowboys? Yeah. You have to go out there and execute. You got to convert on third down. Can't turn over the football. And you need to get takeaways against the Dallas Cowboys offense. So that is what I'm thinking matchups to exploit from all the film I've watched. Is it going to be 100% accurate? Probably not. Uh, this is football and things change and different things happen. But it's an idea of what the 49ers are looking at and some of the matchup problems that Dallas is going to face against the 49ers offense. I appreciate you guys all watching. Tomorrow, I'm going to be putting on an episode out about the defensive side of the ball and matchups the 49ers must win that are going to be difficult because of the Dallas Cowboys' ability on offense. That's going to be a good one. Make sure you come through and check that out. Of course, you can go check the tell the tape that came out. Uh, and then if later on this week, game preview show, Madden Sim, all going to be coming out this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks, everyone, for joining me. This episode, of course, brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. I appreciate everyone for coming through. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.